This Triple M Rush Hour podcast brought to you by the NRL Telstra Premiership Grand Final. Take your seat in history at ANZ Stadium, Sydney on Sunday, October 2. Head to nrl.com slash tickets now. Tonight, Sterlo is in as the teams for NRL Round 26 are in. Plus, he'll have his power rankings. The year-long mystery of the GWS Giants player who allegedly avoided a drugs test. And Phil Collins returns to the stage at the US Open Tennis although he's not exactly thrilled to be there. Welcome to the Rush Hour. Not exactly at his best either. Hello, Sturlo. Hello, Dan. You weren't one of the uh, people last night who tried to rip a chair and take it away from <laughs> Parramatta Stadium <laughs> as a souvenir. Apparently a copper did that. Oh. <laughs> he didn't arrest himself, I'm assuming. <laughs> no, but it did it in a nice way. Like, you know, pulled out a screwdriver, unscrewed the chair and <laughs> took it away. Do you notice there's a lot of red seats at Parramatta Stadium there? That's to fix all the broken seats from times gone by. Oh, I didn't know that. So they've had uh, damage in the past. You know something? I've never seen a June Wilder movie. I never. cannot believe you believe you've it? not seen Blazing Saddles. So everyone today, oh, what an actor, and I'm, uh, they're 100% right, but I've, no, I've never seen it. Gee, that's funny because I do see you as a uh, Charlie <laughs> Willy, Wonka. The, Willy Wonka factory. <laughs> so uh, I haven't been able to share in all the communal uh, grief uh, on June, uh, about June, and uh, what was the other great one? Apparently, hear no evil, see no evil, speak no yeah, evil. Richard Pryor, yeah, and stir crazy. Very, very funny. So I've missed all this. <laughs> well, it's only through choice. <laughs> You've got an opportunity to catch up. I know. I just, uh, I, I just haven't, haven't got around to it. Can I play you this? Um, now, I, I, I think this is bung on, but Richmond fans are known to be, well quite angry and they've had a lot to be angry about over the last few years and uh, I, this call was placed to uh, sports radio SEN uh, yesterday or the day before. It's quite, an, it's quite an upset Richmond fan. Let's get to Mario in Doncaster. G'day Mario. Guys, when President Kennedy was assassinated Jackie's <laughs> famous pink dress, the Chanel dress was covered in blood and she refused to take it off that day because she wanted America to see what they had done to her husband in Dallas. Now, when, when Richmond was down by 130 points... <laughs> no, listen. I've, I've vomited all over myself. <laughs> And I, I haven't taken it off. And I've, I've been walking around the petrol station. I slept in... No, listen, listen, listen. I walked around all day. I, I want everyone to see... Stop it! I want everyone to see what Richmond's done to me. <laughs> that can't be legit. Oh, he's making us Parramatta fans feel better about ourselves. <laughs> this is the rush hour on Triple M. We do it for the NRL Telstra Premiership Grand Final at ANZ Stadium. There are tickets still available. Be part of history. Don't wait till the last minute. Head to nrl.com slash tickets now. Talk a bit of footy right after this. And the curious case of the Giants. Very strange activities about a drug test that did or didn't happen 14 months ago and only now 
light has been shed. We'll get to that shortly as well. This Triple M Rush Hour podcast brought to you by the NRL Telstra Premiership Grand Final. Take your seat in history at ANZ Stadium, Sydney on Sunday, October 2. Head to nrl.com slash tickets now. Home of every NRL final, it is the Rush Hour here uh, thanks to the NRL Telstra Premiership uh, Grand Final on October 2. And any time we talk footy on the show, Rugby League, it's for Totally Workwear. Find your local store, totallyworkwear.com.au. Sturlo, uh, this just came through about an hour ago. The NRL Competition Committee meeting, uh, a statement has been put out. So this includes, I think, Michael Maguire and uh, Trent Robertson, a part of this competition committee where they come together and yep. they talk about the issues. And this is what they have come out and said. Um, the group was shown data which shown more than 10 hours of play will be saved as a result of the scrum clock and dropout clock in 2016. So we give that a tick. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy with that, yeah. Uh, an analysis of the first 25 rounds has also shown that 41% of try attempts have been referred to the video compared to 44% in 2015. That equates to 29 fewer video referrals in 2016 compared to this time last year. Yeah, not enough. Video referral decision times are also down an average of 12 seconds uh, compared to last year. So this year it's an average of 65 seconds, 77 seconds last year. All right. So, so just an, an area in there that I have a real problem with still, Dan, is when the decision is obvious even after first viewing, it still seems to take a long time to actually get that um, up on the screen or, or to the referee. There's, there's 15 or 20 seconds of time there of, yeah. of dead air. Well, if it's only 12 seconds... That's not worth the video. That's not worth two million a year for a bunker. If that's all you're saving is twelve seconds per decision, it's nice. It's it's lovely to save twelve. That's twelve seconds we don't lose, but it doesn't yeah. really justify two million, does it? Well, what's justified is how many they're getting right compared to how many they're getting wrong. And they say here, eighteen percent of live decisions have also been overturned by the review official in 2016, compared to thirteen percent in 2015. So translation, the technology's better, and with that extra technology they've made what they deem to be an extra 5% more correct decisions. All right, it still needs to be better. Okay, so there we go. That came out about an hour ago, and they also go on to say, and every sport does, there's not a shot at the NRL, every sport puts out one of these state of the game where everything's hunky-dory, and it says here, um, television audiences are up 16% compared to 2015. Now, that's a very... Now, (laughs) when you've got two broadcasters now doing three games... um, as is the case now, it's going to bump the numbers up. As happened with AFL a few years ago, once Fox started simulcasting games, the numbers went up. I don't know how that happens, but it just happens that way. Once you've got two broadcasters, there's more people watching on television, and average audiences or attendances are up 1%. So that came from the NRL. Uh, last night, the final Monday night game. Now... We spoke about last night, you know, no more Mondays, and we're a bit sad about that because it's something we've gotten used to. And people like us have said, Sturlow, that it's being replaced by Thursday night football. Well, that's actually not the case. It's being replaced by a Friday 6pm game. Yes, I understand that, but we, we've got Thursday when we didn't have and we don't have Monday, which we did. So mm. I understand exactly what you're saying. But the general perception is that we've we've added one to the front and taken one off the back. Yeah, I know, yeah. Um, and look, it is you know Thursday night is on free to wear and Monday's on pay. I get all those things, but just everyone's stuck in traffic now. Have a look at every car around you. When we get to six o'clock Friday games, every one of you can't watch the game. Uh, 
What about the game last night, Sturlo? Do we glean anything from it? Uh, Parramatta, they're pretty good, weren't they? Um, I mean, they had something to play for last game at Pertec Stadium, and they finished off their season, well, at least with one game left, pretty well. Yeah, I was really hopeful, Dan, that they wouldn't let all the good work come undone in the last month, which you know could have happened. And, and the results haven't been great, especially compared to how they were travelling earlier on. But, you know, they beat Manly, uh, which pretty much ended their season. Good win last night. The effort's been great. Uh, what I did find particularly revealing after the game was that Brad Arthur now basically knows what what the lineup yeah. is going to be next year when it comes to players in, in various positions. Well, this is what he said. Moving forward, Bevan French, do you see him as a fullback long term? Yes, yes. Yeah, and that's why we, we took our time putting him there, and, and definitely he'll be our fullback next year. And we, we get a bit of time to work with him in the pre season. And, and, you know, having two halves that are 93, 94 kilos and good size, you know, we, we like to try and build our, we've well, based our season around on the back of defence. Um, and, and with with Gutho there and, and Normie, hopefully we can, um, you know, work throughout the pre season to try and, you know, look to play a bit more football and put some more points on. You agree with that, Stirler? Well, yeah, he's adamant about it. You know, the the young kid at fullback next year, or last night and next year, 16 tries in 12 games, uh, he's got the one thing that you cannot coach, and that is speed, mm. and he's got plenty of it. Gutherson has been a revelation. Uh, he's mentioned also last night that it looks as though Jeff Robson will will be around for another 12 months, and he's a good backup, and he'll be you know good for an, uh, as an experienced player to be around the likes of Gutherson playing in the halves. So um, obviously, and they're keeping plenty of money in in the um, the coffers for probably a, a class number seven a little bit further down the track because next year a lot of them do come off contract. Uh, Drew Husserson, do you see? He's not picked this week, by the way, as we expected. Benji's mm-hmm. the halfback. Do you see a future there? I'm, I haven't seen enough of him, Dan. Uh, yes and no last night. Showed some good things. Um, in first grade, you've got to get a lot of things right that he didn't last night. Uh, and as we pointed out, I, I haven't seen such a tall halfback in as long as I can remember. Um, so he's, he look, he does. He looks more like a back rower, but um, obviously they've got a bit of opinion of him and have, have had for a while. Well, last night, remember we gave Joey the green light, and what do you know? Someone swore. And it wasn't Joey. We'll get to that after this. It's the Rush Hour on Triple M. This Triple M Rush Hour podcast brought to you by the NRL Telstra Premiership Grand Final. Take your seat in history at ANZ Stadium, Sydney on Sunday, October 2. Head to nrl.com slash tickets now. Oh, I saw media types all around town today, Sturlo, brandishing their chicken parma 4 and 20 Triple M footy pie. What about the people at Triple M? I haven't seen one. They look bloody good too. Well, now that you've got it out there, Dan, I don't know if you have the drawing power of a Ray Warren, but we shall see. So. Uh, for our Sydney audience, lo- oh dear, lights are out on the corner of Spit Road and Sydney Road uh, heading north. So um, uh, it's already uh, diabolical traffic there, northern beaches, and that's going to make it a lot worse um, for people uh, on the northern side of Sydney. Now, Sturlo, you're becoming a cranky old man, I've got to say. Not becoming, Dan. I am one. Right? I am. I mean, now I mean, you don't argue. I'm telling you, I am. Well, this was case in point last night. The basic fundamentals of drawing and passing—that's something you should do in junior footy. It's, it's hard to believe at this level. It's one of those it no-look no pass. pass. What, what, what is, what is a no-look pass? What does it do? The player is committed. The defender isn't going to make. It, it makes no difference to him whether he's looking at the defender or at his ball carrier support player. 
He's committed. Stop going to they bug the shit out of me. No, it passes. It's so unnecessary. I'm the only one allowed to swear. Is that true? It's so unnecessary. You're just taking something, something that's easy and making it complicated. I just love that you knew where you were going and you couldn't pull out. Took me a long time to get there too, unfortunately. <laughs> Dan, I go to the footy to be entertained. I, I don't want to be aggravated by, like I say, the simple made complicated. It's a simple game. Don't make it hard. <laughs> this is uh, the Rush Hour on Triple M. When we talk footy, it's for Totally Workwear. Sports update after this, including the mess with this drug test that didn't happen at the Giants. More after this. This Triple M Rush Hour podcast brought to you by the NRL Telstra Premiership Grand Final. Take your seat in history at ANZ Stadium, Sydney on Sunday, October 2. Head to nrl.com slash tickets now. Triple M Rush Hour. Getting home on a Tuesday night. Look what I found here in the studio still. Uh, the boys in breakfast. Now, God love them. They finally got some ads on TV about talking about being real men. And look what I find in here. A bloody selfie stick. There's a selfie stick in the studio. What has become of you, gentlemen? Well, just break it in half, Dan. No, no, I won't be doing that. All right, in thirds. Let's do this. Magic Glass, your premier glass replacement specialists. Magicglass.com.au. Sports update. Break it. I think I have actually broken this. Good man. There's no loss. Sorry, boys. Um, Now, GWS Giants have answered... In fact, I better explain this from the start. GWS Giants have answered allegations one of their players hid from drug testers last year. The allegation is Lockie Whitfield stayed at the home of a Giants welfare manager to avoid a random knock on the door. Now, this is a very strange story. It was broken... Well, hang on, hang on, Dan. Yes. How do you know that there's going to be a random knock on your door? Well, th- now, let me let me take the story from The Age, the Fairfax paper, who broke it last night, and I'll just read what they say here. Former number one draft pick Lockie Whitfield has been investigated for deliberately hiding from drug testers with the help of two former GWS football officials. It is understood there are incriminating text messages between Whitfield and his then-girlfriend, which are at the centre of the investigation. Whitfield stayed at Craig Lambert's home, welfare manager, former Brisbane Lion, in May last year rather than his own home, allegedly out of fear he may fail an illicit drug test. Whitfield has said he was suffering from a migraine and it was common for players to stay at Lambert's house rather than stay alone. Uh, all of Whitfield, Gubby Allen and Craig Lambert faced the prospect of between two and four year mandatory bans if found guilty of deliberately evading or being complicit in seeking to evade a drug test. Now, this is where I find it a bit confusing. This was the middle of last year, and we're only hearing about it now. The Giants put out a statement, and they, it says this, The Giants can confirm that midway through last year, the club received an allegation from a member of the public that warranted investigation. The club notified the AFL and commissioned an investigation. The club has cooperated fully with the AFL, who's been conducting a separate investigation. Then the AFL comes out today only because the story came out. So they had every intention of sweeping this under the carpet. And they've basically confirmed what the Giants have said. So the Giants have uh, have received the information and passed it on. And the AFL apparently received this information in July 2015. And the statement today said, the AFL wishes to advise they've been conducting a detailed investigation into the matter. The AFL will now forward its completed brief to the Australian Anti-Doping Authority, ASADA. So how has it got from July 2015 to August 2016? It doesn't take 13 months to investigate a single case 
which if it's if it's incriminating text messages, either you believe them or you don't. So there's some serious sweeping under the carpet going on here. Yeah, I, I, I go back to the beginning of it, Dan. How did he know that his door was going to be knocked on that particular night or did he stay at Lambert's place for a, a, a period of time? It, how did he know that there was going to be a drug test done and that he needed to not be at home for I, it? I don't know. Maybe, look, this could get very, very messy, but if it's to do with text messages between his then-girlfriend and himself, obviously he said something in those text messages... Yeah. Maybe it was as simple as I did such and such, can't go home tonight. Mm-hmm. Something's happened between the two. Somehow the text messages have got out there and here we are. So the kid who is a good player, he's played 19 games this year. He's expected to be in the finals team when they play the Swans. But I think the biggest story at play is how did it stay yeah. under the carpet for 15 months? Anyway... Uh, league news for Brighton's lawyers protecting your future. The Titans have named Ash Taylor and Jared Hayne to take on the Cowboys on Saturday. Uh, the Melbourne Storm have accepted Nelson Asofa Solomona's one-week ban for dangerous contact. Solomone Carter will also miss the last round because of suspension, so his season is done. Uh, league news for Brighton's lawyers. And Sri Lankan cricket has apologised for having too many spectators turn up to Tilakaratne Dilshan's final one day up. They say 45,000 crammed into the Dambula Stadium. The problem is, Sturlow, it holds 18,000. <laughs> now, these are police estimates that had it at 45. Yeah, but it was okay because one person had somebody else on their shoulders who had somebody else on their shoulders. <laughs> yeah, and they, they stood close <laughs> to each other. I don't care how many people climb trees. You can't fit 27 extra thousand. <laughs> so those, those police estimates might be a touch off the mark. But anyway, uh, no one was hurt, thankfully. This is the Rush Hour on Triple M News Update and Power Rankings coming up soon. This Triple M Rush Hour podcast brought to you by the NRL Telstra Premiership Grand Final. Take your seat in history at ANZ Stadium, Sydney on Sunday, October 2. Head to nrl.com slash tickets now. Uh, yes, Triple M. I think we might squeeze in a birthday game before we're done, Sterling. Uh, I don't know. We're running out of time very quickly you here, You are due to get one right eventually. I'll get one. Uh, Phil Gould has apparently gone on Nine News and said some interesting things. He's always interesting to listen to, so we'll turn that around and play that uh, in the next 10 minutes or so. But right now, as we always do on the Tuesday... Sterlow's Power Rankings. I'm not sure if we're committed to this through the final, so this could be the very last... Tire Power Power Rankings and the footy final sale it gives you the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo tyres. See in store online. Better make this one count then. <laughs> You're right. Nine teams left, so we go from nine to one. Nine. I've gone to West Tigers because that's where I think they will finish. It was a really good win last week against the Warriors and Leichhardt is a big bonus come Sunday, but I do think Canberra might prove too strong and end the season. Do you think that game will count, i.e. do you think they'll still be alive once they get to that game? Yes, I do. Okay. Eight. And that's why the Gold Coast are number eight who went agonisingly close last week, but I still feel that they can get beaten this weekend and make it through. A huge effort really, with two rounds to go in the competition to have had their destiny in their own hands, and um, that's an indication of how well they've done this season. Seven. Canterbury Bulldogs, mm. they dropped from fourth to sixth on the premiership ladder last weekend. And whilst you hear that the finals is a new competition, I just don't see how different they're going to be come that last month, Dan. They scored two tries last week against North Queensland, one from an intercept, the other from an uncontested kick. Six. 
Penrith Panthers, who are the best dark horse in the field, but still maybe one season away, I think, from the major prize, can beat any team on any given day. But I don't know if they can go with the top teams four weeks in a row. And Regan Campbell-Gillard is a significant loss. They will either play Canterbury or Brisbane, most likely. They lost to Canterbury in round two on the last play. And they beat the Broncos twice this year. Five. Melbourne Storm have struggled against teams this season. and They've only lost five games, but the teams they've struggled with are the ones that can throw a different style at them. And we've seen that with their last two losses, Canberra and Brisbane last week. Uh, they do have a way of leaving egg on my face, Dan. I will say that. <laughs> okay. Four. Four, I've gone the North Queensland Cowboys. Mm, uh, yeah, they're probably a little bit lower down than maybe even I expected. And it was a strong win against Canterbury last week. Uh, again, showing that their biggest virtue is their patience. The return of Jake Granville gives them an extra dimension in their attack. And Jason Tamilano is still the most dangerous forward in the game. Three. Cronulla Sharks, really tough victory last week, and they were able to give a start and a beating to the informed Roosters, ended up winning comfortably. Uh, I still think that they actually have the most improvement out of any of the teams that will play finals. Are they in your grand final? Yes, they are. Two. Brisbane Broncos, who are the biggest movers over the last three wow. weeks, and again showed that... Well, Wayne Bennett is to rugby league what Bart Cummings was to <laughs> Melbourne Cup preparations. I was going to say, this is the ultimate Melbourne Cup prep. Yeah. Remember that first win was terrible, then a little bit better the next week, a little bit yeah. better the next week, and last week, that's premiership winning stuff. And like Bart, he's always maintained confidence to coach, and, and they've got the flexibility to alter their game plan successfully to suit any occasion. One. Canberra Raiders, and that is on the back of nine straight wins. They maintain that top spot, but they are under siege. They had Manly covered comfortably last week, but again, that unwanted habit of losing intensity and conceding points, and a lot of them last week, once again reared its ugly head. That's their biggest concern going into finals. Let's guess the, the grand final teams. Let's guess them now. You go first. Let's okay. put them on tape. I'm going for Cronulla to play the North Queensland Cowboys. Okay. I'm going for a grand final rematch. Okay. But you've got see, Brisbane. But don't we, – we, we promote sports bet. Don't back your grand final Cronulla yet because it all depends on how they match up and what, what side of the draw they're on. But, yeah, that Brisbane performance last week, that's they're, they're back to – they're close to their best. So we've both got the defending premiers yeah. in the grand final. I can't – can you see a game where you will back against Jonathan Thurston in a final? I, I can't see it. I, I couldn't back against him in anything. I, I wouldn't back against him at table tennis or cards or darts. Yeah. <laughs> anything. I don't think you'd have a good poker face. No. Nah, well, he's too competitive. Uh, that was the tyre power, power rankings. We may have it again next week. This is the Rush Hour on Triple M. This Triple M Rush Hour podcast brought to you by the NRL Telstra Premiership Grand Final. Take your seat in history at ANZ Stadium, Sydney on Sunday, October 2. Head to nrl.com slash tickets now. Sports update. Uh, if you missed the start of the show, we played... A Richmond fan who lost his mind. We're going to play that at the end of the show. And if you heard it the first time, I'm guessing you probably want to hear it again. So we'll do that before we're done. Uh, Sean Marsh, his Sri Lankan tour is over. He picked up a broken finger 
in the third one-day international. Now, we didn't get to this last night, but Jamie Wincup has crept out to a 137-point lead after a good weekend at Eastern Creek. In fact, it's Holden, 1-2-3. And the US Open started today. No, Novak Djokovic had his struggles. He's had an interesting last month or so, but he did make it through to the second round in four sets. Aussie James Duckworth enjoyed his first ever win at Flushing Meadows. Uh, the biggest seed to go down was 13th seed Richard or Ricard uh, Gasquet. The star of the opening night, though, Sterlo, was Phil Collins, of all people. Now, he, he's coming out of retirement. He played in the air tonight an easy lover. This was to celebrate the opening of the new centre court roof. Right, so no genesis with him, just doing his own. Just doing his own thing. In fact, he did a duo with a fella from uh, the play Hamilton, which is a big deal over there, because Philip Bailey, the co-singer on Easy Lover, how do I know that? He wasn't available. So he he got the the fella from Hamilton. Uh, Now, Novak Djokovic also impersonated Phil Collins, and I think Novak sounded more like Phil than Phil did. Here's Phil himself. Wasn't exactly excited to be there, by the way, but this is this is a bit of uh, easy lover. Not exactly flushed with energy, is it? No, Not the greatest false, recording, by the way, but... Falsetto. And now, OK, just turn that down. Here's Novak Djokovic impersonating Phil a bit later. I can dance, I can talk. The only thing about it is the way I walk. Hey, so come on, Stella. you got to light the bloke at some point. I'm warming to him. <laughs> I reckon by the time he's retired. Uh, all right, play a bit more Phil. Have we got any more Phil there? Oh, no, no. Put it away. Put it away. This is the Rush Hour on Triple M. That was a sports update for Magic Glass. Uh, we'll wrap it up after this. This Triple M Rush Hour podcast brought to you by the NRL Telstra Premiership Grand Final. Take your seat in history at ANZ Stadium, Sydney on Sunday, October 2. Head to nrl.com slash tickets now. Uh, Triple M, the Cranberries. Sterling, you were so close to seeing once. <laughs> yeah, they were out here many, many years ago and um, Dolores O'Reilly and the lead singer broke, I think, her leg and they cancelled. They were shattered. Love oh, the cranberries. Hang on, Axel Rose did a concert from a wheelchair. Dolores could have put in. Well, she could she could have done, but she didn't, Dan. <laughs> maybe it was a maybe I don't know. Maybe well, she I find this show far more interesting when we don't, don't talk know. about sport and talk about music and other things. <laughs> We're talking about documentaries in the uh, in the. I just learned about Rodriguez. I never heard of this bloke Rodriguez. Now I'm going to have to go and find the documentary uh, on Netflix. You're a young man, Dan. Did you're you ever a, see the doco with Jack White and you two and uh, Jimmy Page? Just it was called. Oh, I forget what the name was, about uh, eight or nine years ago, and they're just basically riffing amongst them, talking about the art of the guitar. It is one of the most fascinating documentaries you'll ever see. Okay, I'll keep an eye out for it. Right, well, these days you can, mm. can't you just go to the computer and get something like that? It's got a very simple name, and I can't remember. Uh, let's uh, do TV news. We don't do this uh, that often uh, anymore. <laughs> TV news? I know. Well, because now we have to finish by 7 o'clock, so Phil can start. But he's on a well-earned break, so we've got a little bit of extra time to stretch our legs here. Uh, Phil Gould opened up to Channel 9's Danny Widler. Trent Merrin should have played Origin football this year. Um, I hope they don't make that mistake again. He's a future captain of the Blues. and. Uh, uh, I think down the, down the track, a future captain of Australia. I mean, uh, from what I've seen of him, both on and off the field, he's a perfect choice. The evolution of the tackling technique is the responsibility of the NRL. Um, what put 
a player like Regan Campbell will be in such a vulnerable position is the responsibility of the decisions that have been made over the last 20 years. It's been very poorly handled by the NRL to the point where you know, um, tackling techniques have evolved to the point where we're going to have serious injuries all the time. It's all about the speed of the play of the ball. People became obsessed with the speed of the play of the ball 20 years ago and the way they've handled that obsession, the way they've allowed the coaches to, to influence the rules, the way the referees and the league have been so easily influenced by those agendas that have been run by coaches and media has led us to where we are today with judo coaches, wrestling coaches, you know, leg locks, head locks, grapple tackles, prowler tackles, crusher tackles, you name it what's been introduced into our game because the game hasn't controlled the tackling technique or how this game should be played. Okay, so that's Gus, always interesting. Mm -hmm. And all those things are probably hard to argue, but how do we fix those problems? Well, that's that's the next step, isn't it? Because he's exactly right. And, and what what terrifies me, Dan, is in, in trying to slow the play the ball down, the amount of times I see the, the leg or the foot grabbed of the tackled player as a last motion from the tackler going back into position and getting themselves into a situation where, you know, we can get into a dire position going to ground, as we've seen in the past, obviously, with Alex McKinnon. Mm. I fear with that that getting the, the, the tackler, the, the player being tackled into that position where it's almost like a javelin going down, uh, we, we are headed for more serious injury. The tackle on Saturday, Ryan James cracking the ribs, basically, of Regan Campbell-Gillard ending his season was a legal tackle. How do you make that illegal? You well, talked. You've talked about almost the honour system. Players yeah, just shouldn't do that. Well, that's the, only, that's the only way I can go. Really, is that our game is 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 a violent game. It's it's an aggressive game, and you you know if. If I'm playing still, I want my forwards to want to hurt the opposing players. I, I want them to be physical and to get on top and intimidate. But when a player is as vulnerable as that and the only thing that can happen is somebody getting hurt because the tackle's already been completed, mm. then it's, I think, you know, I, I wish our players, I call it professional respect, where you see that the intent there doesn't need to be to go in and hurt. Just go in and finish the tackle but without driving in and, and, and doing what we saw happen to Regan Campbell-Gillard. That's no different to a lot of different tackles I've seen mm. over the last couple of seasons. Um, and it's it's a terrible situation to be in when the player can't defend himself. The players in our game will cop anything, will get will get hit if they can see it coming. Yeah. They can brace themselves, they can prepare, they can evade, they can do whatever. But when you don't know when it's coming from behind you, the responsibility is on the tackler just to, to go in with less intent than, than he possibly could. All right, well said. We've got to go, Sturlo. Uh, we're running late. We'll, we'll talk to you again on Thursday when we do our Rush Hour podcast. Sturlo's picked 14 of the last 16 against the line. That's an un- unbelievable run that he's had. So we'll do that for Sportsbet on Thursday. Uh, but as we say farewell, we will leave it in the hands of Richmond's biggest fan, Mario. Let's get to Mario in Doncaster. G'day, Mario. Guys, when President... Kennedy was assassinated. Jackie's famous pink dress, the Chanel dress, was covered in blood, and she refused to take it off that day because she wanted America to see what they had done to her husband in Dallas. Now, when when Richmond was down by 130 points, <laughs> no, listen. I've I've vomited all over myself. <laughs> this, and I, I haven't taken it off. 
And I've, I've been walking around the petrol station. I slept in. No, listen, listen, listen. I walked around all day. I, I want everyone to see. Stop it. I want everyone to see what Richmond's done to me. This Triple M Rush Hour podcast brought to you by the NRL Telstra Premiership Grand Final. Take your seat in history at ANZ Stadium, Sydney on Sunday, October 2. Head to nrl.com slash tickets now.